Before we start the show, I want to thank the thousands of you, the thousands who have read This Book Will Make You Dangerous. Many of you have told me that the book's unique way of exploring fear, confidence, and purpose has had a lasting impact, that it's much easier for you to get clarity and direction about what really matters and what you want to do in this lifetime. It's also amazing to hear that quite a few of you have read it multiple times and even bought copies for friends, so thank you again. Just in case you weren't aware, I created a free companion video course for the book. And in these videos, I walk you through the big takeaways and practices from each chapter. And I even cover some extra stuff that's not included in the book. Information on how to access the course is in newer versions of the book. And if you own an older version of the book and you don't know how to access the course, just hit me up via the contact form at triplinear.com and we'll get you all set up. And one last thing, if you're one of the thousands who have already read the book, please consider leaving an honest review on Amazon so that others can decide if it's right for them. Again, thank you so much for reading. This book will make you dangerous. And now let's start the show. Hey, this is Trip Lanier, host of the New Man Podcast. What you're about to hear is the audio taken from a video that I've created. And it may make a lot more sense if you can actually see the visuals that go along with what you're hearing. You can watch all of the videos by visiting thenewmanpodcast.com. All right, let's talk about mental resistance, what it is, why it happens, and then how we can deal with it. And then we're also going to talk about when I was a wannabe rock star. Uh, on this channel, we're all about moving into the next phase of our profession, our relationships, our lifestyle with a sense of confidence, clarity, and purpose. Uh, if you don't know who I am, I'm Trip Lanier. I'm a professional coach. I've been the host of the New Man podcast, which has uh, had millions of downloads. I am the author of This Book Will Make You Dangerous. And as always, for whatever we talk about here, just take what works for you and throw out anything that does not. Okay, here we go. Long time ago, in my 20s, so what was that, five years, five, six years ago? Um, I was in bands. I, I was uh, in one band primarily, and man, we were making the big push. We were going to be rock stars, baby. Uh, we were very serious. We, we were able to um, play some really fun, big gigs and got to make some records out in Los Angeles, all that kind of stuff. And um, one of the things about being on that track, because it wasn't about money, trust me, <laughs> It was about getting recognition. And so the thing that, that was a big deal was getting the opportunity to open for national acts. National acts were the bands that were getting on the radio. You wanted to be able to uh, have your band open up for them. And A, it was nice, nice feather to put in your hat, but it was also an opportunity to get in front of a lot of new people and hopefully build your, um, your own following. And so Back then, you'd, you'd open up the, the weekly entertainment paper, and you'd see who's coming to town, and then you'd see who the local act was that got the gig. And of course, you'd in my highly evolved state, I'd feel so happy for them and uh, be like, fuck those guys, man, assholes. Why do they get that gig? And um, you know, and then sometimes our band would get the call, hey, we want you to open up for so-and-so. They're coming through town. And it was like, all right, here we go. You know, even if I wasn't necessarily a fan of that band, it was a great opportunity 
to get on uh, the stage in a larger venue in front of a lot more people. And so here we go. Here's, this what, here's how this relates to resistance. A week before the gig, here comes the tension, right? Oh, man, I don't want to screw up this opportunity. Boy, I sure hope my voice doesn't blow out. Um, I, sure, I hope I don't injure my hand for some reason. Uh, getting closer and closer to the gig, uh, more anxiety, more tension. Um, I, there's this voice that starts to show up. It's like, you know what? I don't think I really want to do this, man. It's like maybe the gig will get canceled and I won't have to feel this kind of thing. I just want to relax. Like, why can't, why can't I just relax? Uh, why can't I be like other people and just relax and enjoy myself? Um, the day of the gig, here comes the resistance. You know what? Screw this. <laughs> Let's bail. This, you know, this, this is a lot of pressure. Um, before the gig, even more like my heart jumping in my chest, definitely a lot of excitement, definitely a lot of anticipation, but there's always that presence of that voice, which is just like, oh, you know, we, we could, we could always go home and we can just run away from this, this, uh, uncertainty, get on the stage, hit the first note, hear my voice come out and know that we're going to be okay. And then, oh my God, so much fun. Just sense like, yes, this is why I'm on the planet, being able to, play my songs with my buddies and have a blast being with other people. What a gift. After the show, feeling so fulfilled, feeling so um, gr grateful and fortunate to be able to have that opportunity. What an arc, right? Going from, oh my gosh, let's just get out of here to feeling so fulfilled. All right. What's going on here? One thing that's helpful to recognize is that we always have, always, always, have a commitment. There's a part of us that is committed to feeling comfortable, feeling certain, safe, let's call it certain, wanting certainty and safety, uh, that is always wanting to feel accepted, always wanting to look good. Okay. So comfort, certainty, safety, and looking good. Big commitments, always there, always running, always happening. Our resistance shows up because it's always identifying threats to those three things. And by the way, I talk about this at length in this book will make you dangerous. Whether we realize it or not, we are unconsciously avoiding threats to our comfort, to our sense of certainty or safety, and to our self-image. Always. When we don't understand this and we tell ourselves that we want to do something, but then we feel this contraction, it can bring up a huge amount of confusion. Well, wait a second. I'd I have a dream of being a rock star. I have a dream and a huge desire to play in front of people. What the hell's wrong with me? Why am I suddenly wanting to hit the brakes? It can also be dangerous if we have an expectation that if we decide that we want something, we have this sense that we want something, that it should always feel good, that it should always be comfortable, that it should actually be effortless. It should just be this string of green lights all the way down the road. So if we have that expectation and we're not sure what to do with this contraction, then a lot of us are going to hit the brakes. Whoa, wait a second. I must not want this. I must be on the wrong track. Something must not be right. And this keeps so many of us stuck on the sidelines thinking that something is wrong. And as long as we're thinking something is wrong, we're waiting for the perfect plan. We're waiting for confidence. We're waiting for this, this magical feeling of being ready before we'll lean into that thing that's uncomfortable. There's a big cost to this. There's a big cost to live in this way is that we end up with one foot on the gas, one foot on the brake. We send out a mixed signal to the world, and that means we miss opportunities. It means we live in a world of self-doubt and inner conflict, 
at war with ourselves, one side saying, I really want this. And the other side saying, I don't think I do. I must not be on the right track. The more we back away from our challenges, the more we back away from the things that we want, the smaller our world becomes, the more fragile our world becomes. We lose self-confidence. And all of this kills our aliveness. All of this has us feel confined. It has us feel trapped, has us feel drained. All right, all of that sucks. We don't want any of that. So we've got to learn to shift this expectation. We want to understand that resistance will always be there. Resistance is always going to show up because resistance is always going to find threats to comfort, to safety, to self-image. It's normal that resistance is going to show up, especially when we're engaging things that we love. It doesn't mean that what we love is wrong or bad. We want to look for it and expect resistance to show up. So how do we find our way? We find our way by realizing there's a deeper part of us. There's a deeper part of us than that wants something more than just always being comfortable, always being certain, always looking good. We want to learn to tap into that deeper part of us, the part of us that is here to be lived fully, to be expressed fully, to have something live through us and as us in this lifetime. So let's break this down. Every day I'm coaching people. Every day we are working to move towards the things that they're, they're creating in their lifetime, which means every day I hear countless excuses. I hear, uh, I, we just deal with resistance all the time. And I deal with resistance in my own life. I had resistance waking up to even make this video this morning. I like doing this shit. So let's come down. Let's break it down into a few simple steps. Number one, let's expect it. We're going to plan for it. We're going to expect resistance to show up. And when it does, oh, here you are right on time, no problem. Number two, we want to appreciate it. Instead of doing this macho, tough guy, cowboy shit and try to push it down and stifle it, we can just appreciate it. Okay, you're here, I get it. You're trying to protect me in some way. You're trying to ensure that I don't do something stupid that would wreck my sense of comfort, wreck my sense of safety, wreck my self-image. Thank you, thank you so much, I really appreciate that. Number three, we want to then tap into that bigger, deeper part of us. Given that there is a, what seems like a threat, is it a threat to us as adults, that bigger part of us, or is it really more just a threat to that smaller part of us, that more childlike part of us? We want to assess that threat and put it into perspective so that it doesn't eclipse us, but it's also something that we don't ignore. And now comes action. Resistance loves ambiguity. Resistance loves things that are vague. And so having specific actions defined, specific tasks to do, kills resistance in its tracks. I'm going to do ABC, and I'm going to have ABC done by Friday at 5. When we specify that action, it's even more powerful if we have accountability, if we tell somebody that we're going to do it. It's more powerful if we know that somebody's going to check up on us and that we, it may be okay for us to bullshit ourselves. It's probably not okay to bullshit our friend or our coach. So we want to have some accountability in place. And this brings us to momentum. Momentum is key. If you think about a car that doesn't have much momentum, it's just crawling along. When it hits a speed bump, it'll stop. A speed bump will stop a car. But if a car has some momentum, it has some speed, some forward motion, it'll roll right over that thing. So momentum here is huge for us. And this is how Big steps seemingly feel like small steps when we have momentum, when we're in this place where we're challenging ourselves on a consistent basis, not overwhelming ourselves, not hustling, not grinding, none of that stuff. It's like riding a bike. Balancing is so much easier when you're up and going. You can take your hands off the bars. To somebody who doesn't know how to ride a bike, it's baffling. It's magical. 
we want to bring momentum into what we're doing when we're challenging ourselves a little bit at a time so those big steps aren't so hard to take. These are the steps to beat mental resistance. Simple, not so easy. That's why we work with other people. That's why I work with coaches, why I work with a trainer. That's why people hire me. If we want to implement XYZ in our life, we have to expect that resistance is going to show up. We have to expect that we're going to want to bullshit ourselves. So let's work these steps so that we can live more fully. We can build confidence. We can feel alive. We can feel like we're living the life that we've been given. If you'd like to learn more about This Book Will Make You Dangerous, if you'd like to take advantage of the free resources I've created to help you move into the next phase of your profession, your relationships, or your lifestyle, if you'd like to learn how coaching can help you move from information like this into actual transformation, visit triplanear.com. Here's to you, me, all of us living with greater freedom, aliveness, love, and peace. Thank you so much for watching.